Welcome to the Clubhouse Podcast, exclusively brought to you by Oz American Aces. Please make sure you have subscribed to all our channels and are also following us on social media at Oz American Aces so you don't miss a beat. Righto, let's get into the show. Welcome back, episode eight of the Clubhouse, last episode of season one, and uh, we've watched all your comments. We looked over all your comments uh, in TikTok, YouTube. Instagram, and uh, you definitely wanted a guest in. And today we are lucky enough to be welcomed by the Brick. Uh, if you don't know the Brick, I'm sure you do. Everyone, everyone on the podcast, everyone who's a friend of the podcast knows who the Brick is. But um, yeah, big talent, first year in the NRL this year. Um, we've got our awards. We had our awards yesterday. Rookie of the Year contender. Uh, once again, great story, massive talent, and like I said, most requested guy to have in our podcast. So. Um, very happy to have you in, Brick. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we appreciate your time and um, can't wait to hear your story. So welcome to the clubhouse. Yeah, excited to be here. And yeah, can't wait. Is that a fresh cut for the Nah, not for, for the, the potty, bro? Nah, for the due, potty. For the potty. Yeah, just for the potty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was due to come off. It's getting a bit hot here in Melbourne, so uh, it was time for a change. Time to get rid of the curls. Yep. Restart. What, what do we call that one? Oh, it's a bit of a taper fade. I might try growing into a fro, eh? So oh, yeah. who knows, next season I've got a mini fro there. I don't know. A little shout out to the hairdresser. F. Yeah, shout out to uh, Ricky B there. Yeah. Uh, working out of Keysborough. Mm. I'll go to. Beautiful. What's been happening, lads? Uh, first official week off. Uh, well, holiday, I guess. Mm. But um, yeah, what he's been up to? Oh, me and Husey went to Mooney Valley Lounge um, at Ladbrokes um, on Friday. Went and watched the races. With uh, Guinea? Uh, Funny enough, we were with Walshy and stuff, and um, we couldn't figure out what the, all the commotion was. I thought it might have been because of Husey was around. But um, <laughs> now I looked over, and um, Jack Innovan obviously talked to the security guards and tossed up that he had a horse at the running in the race, and they gave him some sweet. And um, myself, Husey, and uh, Walsh obviously jumped on the coattails and jumped into the suite and watched the races. And Beautiful. Um, yeah, look, it was, um, yeah, we were a little bit shocked that um, Innovan was at the races, but. Uh, now he's got a medal and a premiership player. So um, whatever he did, whatever he did that night, um, played dividends for the Collingwood team the next day. That's routine now, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a routine, but it must be a bit of a routine because I think with obviously Fly being at the club and that, I think he just tells them to do their normal routine or normal stuff. So he must go to the race course a fair bit. Yeah, Uzi. Yeah, no, we've been. It's been the last week's been a bit of a write off actually. I don't. It's, it's, still, I'm done, still hung from Sunday. Bro, I'm legit still hung from Mad Monday. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. I'm the worst hungover in the world. It takes me five to seven business days, bro, to get back to back, back to normal. <laughs> like business days. Weekends don't count, bro. I need, yeah, I need right. full business days to get back to where I need to be. So, uh, yeah, it's been a write-off. And then um, once I felt good, I went to the races and um, – yeah, rode myself off again, and then I've just got better now. So <laughs> you look at scruff the beard. Yeah, coming I, know, out. I know, I know, I know. Um, you know, awards night coming up, so I might go, might go see the bros, bro, and Roger get a taper or something. Oh, you know, yeah. and a beard shave because it's not going to grow it out. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, I know no firsthand good. he's not great. Um, speaking to mole, um, yeah, he's he's been sleeping a fair bit. The old the old hibernating bear, the old uh, sausage the dog, the sleeping the sausage, sausage, the sausage dog is back. For a while, he's been napping up. I reckon I've had that much sleep. Like, in the, I reckon I've been asleep more than I've been awake. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, way more. It's been crazy. So, Brick, we had a chat the other last week about what animal we would be. Um, it went down a dog path, and we got plenty of comments fixing us all up. But um, we thought to start us off, we do have an icebreaker, which we'll get onto. Yeah. But we're going to have a crack at what you are. Welcome to the podcast. Your dog is a, I'm going to say poodle. 
Poodle. Yeah, not a toy is that poodle. Just from the hair, or yeah, but like, but also like big, like a little bit aggressive sometimes, but like underrated aggressive. You know, poodle. That's my guess for brick. I reckon brick's long like a greyhound, and he's fast. So you know, he's got the long, he's got the long limbs. I reckon. Yeah. Well, I copped, greyhound like. I copped yeah. whippet in the chat, so that's just like a smaller greyhound. And then, yeah, <laughs> guess yeah. You, yeah, you can be the big greyhound. I'm thinking Rottweiler. A Roddy. Yeah, big Roddy. He's big. Yeah. yeah, I think that like they're obviously very placid sometimes, but they can be great. Pretty very aggressive, aren't they? They're very aggressive. True. I think he's like, known for big heads as well. So I hope you're not going down there. <laughs> no, nah, no, I think I just I'll think they're. Aside, I just think they're, they're they're good dogs. They're very reliable, very loyal. Mm. But I think they're very aggressive at times that they need to be. Well, I think that's go like a cool. staffy too because they like they're like a brick. Mm. You know? yeah. yeah, actually, staffy. Which what one? Do you, what do you think? Know, I feel like like oh my dog. Fortunately, not here anymore, but. Uh, one of my dogs I had, he was a mix of actually a Roddy and Lab and Blue Healer. So, um, and he was good natured. So, I like to think I'm a good natured person. So, <laughs> I might go for Labrador, maybe. Labrador. And, they, and they got a bit of size about them as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Family dog. And I like to think I'm a family man. So, he's been having to think about it. He's been thinking about it. He watched that last step. But without further ado, we will hop in the icebreaker. Uh, once again, thank you for sending them in. Um, there have been some awesome ones. But today's one will be, what was your favorite song to play as a kid, but you also didn't want people to know you liked it? Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, a great, it's a great icebreaker. They've all been good. Um, but this one brings back some memories. So um, to start us off, I think we might head to Munster and we'll work our way mm. around. And Brick, you can finish us off. Oh, um, I think mine is Beautiful Soul from Jesse McCartney. <laughs> um, I played that a fair bit as a kid. Um, and yeah, obviously, um, it was probably a little bit more feminine music, but um, yeah, that was something that I used to get around. So were you, like, give us some background in it. Were you heading to footy carnivals in the car, Jesse McCartney on your playlist in your, in your ears or what? Where, no. was, like, where was it most listened to? Or did you have a dark day at school come home and No, I, just, I reckon I played it at home more times than I played <laughs> anywhere else. I didn't want to be uh, be known. Um, Mum and Dad obviously turned their head and went, looked at me a couple of times when I played it, but um, yeah, I don't know, there's just something about that music or something about that song that um, I just enjoyed. Yeah, that's a play on, I think. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I'd, I'd probably have to go a Bieber song, mm. Justin Bieber. I, I feel like not many people liked him at my school, so you're sort of like – and I was going, though, yeah, he's, he's shit. No <laughs> but really, I, mate, I, I actually loved him when I was a young kid. Because he was the man. He was, like, good at singing, good at everything. And I got all the girls and stuff. So I was, I was trying to go down there. Was part. it Baby? Baby, baby one baby, time. Baby, I just no. used to love it all. Did that one ins- time was the first, his first song that, it, that I um, heard of. And he just got me since then. Did that, um, did that inspire you to make your own film clip? <laughs> nah. <laughs> There hasn't actually. I don't have a bit of surface yet. It's, it's, I've been it's there. It, to be honest, but uh, I think Molly might have taken it off YouTube. I've, I hope um, so. I found it. Did ya? So no, no <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> it will be in the show notes this episode. Oh, last episode. Wow. If no one's seen it, oh, no. it's great, oh, mate. It's, it's one of the all-time greats. But we can see where the inspos come from. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> that's probably another song that I we were <laughs> listening to <laughs> and it didn't want to. Uh, major. B major. B major. B major. Yeah, thanks, Mole. No, Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> One of the greats. Um, for me, oh, yeah, it's probably like Never Say Never. Mm. I think it was on it was on Karate Kid. Yeah, Karate Kid yeah. with um, Karate Jade Kid. Smith in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to just jam that. And then, so, Bieber fan as well. Bieber fan as well. Yeah, Jade well. Smith. 
Yeah, oh, great never, song. And never it's say like, never. You're yeah, just like not cool to like it, but now I'm like, it's just a good song. Can you give yeah. us a bar? Oh, uh, yeah. You no, you do it. No, give, nah, give us, give us a bar. <laughs> Voice is a bit rough from, um, uh, yeah. What? Cal- Monday. What? <laughs> <laughs> when you went to California yesterday with Pez. <laughs> I actually got that many bites on that. It was unbelievable. Um, Brick. Lucky last. Oh, what was your favorite song to play as a kid, but you also didn't want people to know you liked it? Oh. I was going to go with Justin Bieber as well. Um, oh. I was pretty much the same as Husey. Like, I don't really, I was jealous of him and here I am singing his song, but I'm going to go a different path here. And I, I think um, I used to get into a bit of uh, Biggie and Tupac, but I don't want my parents to find out that I was listening <laughs> to them. So I'll never play it around the house or um, let them know I was listening to that kind of music. But growing up, I was like, you know, had no clue what the lyrics meant at the time. Obviously, mm. I was young, but. Yeah, right. No bit of uh, Biggie Smalls there and Tupac, but I was always uh, <laughs> embarrassed or ashamed to play it in front of mum and dad. So there you go. Do you uh, play yeah, it in front yeah, of them now? Too smart. Oh yeah, sweet. They probably they probably rather me listen to that music now than what I listen to nowadays with the <laughs> techno and house yeah. and that. So you do Big love your techno house. Guy. You Big do techno love it. Guy. Guy. Yeah, I remember uh, we play a bit of that in the gym and that you go crazy. Yeah, if there's a up. techno song in the gym, I know who's put it on. What is your gym like? What's your gym go to? Is your was like techno? Is it? Yeah, yeah, but techno and hip hop between the yeah. two. Yeah, house. Yeah, I'm a hip hop guy. I need a yeah. yeah Peel. Need, mm. Yeah, I'm a yeah. I like Peel. Peel. Peel's music. Yeah, Dan really? Pascoe's music. It's it's for me. It's just that playlist that he has. Mm. Like, maybe you know not what the playlist that he has. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not that. A, but his style of music I like evolved here in the American. Yeah, yeah, right. He yeah. has a good taste. Yeah, man. Um, mine's probably like the remix of Fragma. Um. Addo, Addo, I don't know how to sing it. Oh, I know the, yeah, yeah. I know the exact line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've, Addo brought it in and then gave it to Dan, and now Dan plays it on repeat when I'm in the gym. So that gets me going in Is the that gym. the one when everyone goes, That's good. That's a good song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's that song too, where it's like, you know the exact song that's coming after. It's like a mashup, hey? Yeah, 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 it's a mashup. Yeah. 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 People loves a mashup. What about yourself, Babs? Nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit different. I'd, Seeing Dion or something? Like? I don't really like hip hop, eh? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can feel that, yeah. Yeah. There's a few know. boys, there's a few ruckies in our in our team that are not hip hop guys. Nah. You mean I'm like, like killers or something? I'm like a bit of rock, like a bit of I don't know, I don't mind a bit of techno as well, but just hip hop, I'm just a staunch nah, no, it's not really I can't get up for it in the gym. Yeah. It just doesn't get me excited. But like slipknot or something like that? Like a bit of heavy. <laughs> no, nah, nothing too heavy. Nothing <laughs> too heavy. Just like I don't know, put some yeah, like the killers on or yeah. put like Powderfinger, I don't know, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're sort of my yeah. vibe. Um, but yeah. Man, it'd, it'd, well, it's be, good to know. It'd be hard it, to have the Orcs in a gym yeah, like, yeah. in a footy team. Like, yeah. There's that much different. You can't please everyone. Nah, nah. you can't please everyone. Someone's always going to be complaining. Someone's always so. complaining. There's always one person yeah. complaining. It's usually <laughs> Rima Smith. Uh, I don't complain. <laughs> yeah, Rima's a bit of a, he don't really like the music, Trump does he? Nelson? Man. Nelson as well. He'll go change it all the time. Yeah, yeah. he's changing it. Welchie, he's a... No one complains when Nelson's on the playlist. That's the thing. They do, just under the breath. Just in the corner on the... Hey, Nelson, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Brick. It's good to have you on, like we said, mate. Um, obviously, outstanding year of footy and got a pretty amazing background, amazing story. But first of all, I just want to know where the Brick nickname come from, and do you like it? It's uh, it's attached on now, and obviously a bit of hype on uh, social media. You go in the comments section after a storm game. It's just get the Brick in the chat. Um, yeah. So where'd it come from? Do you like it? And uh, is there any other nicknames you've been caught around the club? Yeah, well, Brick sort of, like growing up, I had 
so many nicknames, obviously with the hair and I was always small, skinny, short, like I was tiny growing up through school and all that. Yeah, right. So I was always like nicknamed like sheep, lamb, <laughs> woolly lamb. Bullshit. Woolly lamb, <laughs> llama. lamb. Yeah. Sean the sheep, like stuff like that. It's always <laughs> different girls. <laughs> no, I swear. And then like little Willie for my uncles, and they always call me little Willie. And um, little Willie, yeah. Didn't realize what they were meaning until now. Eh? So I just clicked. <laughs> but um, yeah, Brick came in. Uh, I was in like a New Zealand Development Seven squad, and um, it was the first time I ever heard it. And just our captain, he just started calling me Brick. And then like at first, I was just like didn't think much of it, and then. That obviously carried through into the sevens environment um, there with the main team. And like, it just got to the stage where I was just used to being called Brick and not really like, it's either Brick or Will, yeah. but hardly ever hear William. But Do your parents call you Brick as well? Nah. Nah. And nah. William, Will. surely they're William. They're William for sure. Yeah, oh, it's usually Will, but William's probably if I'm in the wrong or <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit probably. of a tune up, they'll, if you hear William, it's usually done something bad. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, but back home, um, it's funny, back home, like, my main nickname there is Llama, and that's um, r- one rugby training there. Uh, I got a haircut, and it was like, I was rocking the fresh uh, Prince of Bel-Air, the high-top the high fade. <laughs> wasn't really a good fade, but the, the hair was tight up here, and it was all combed, so it was, like, frizzy, and come to training, and just one of my boys, he was just like, man, you look like a llama. <laughs> and, like, oh, no. I was just, like, this tall, lanky, long neck. High top fake kid, and he was like, I oh, just look like a llama. And then that took off in the community there and all the lads. And then now it's brick here. And even when um, I started getting thrown around the club, like from back then till now, like it's insane how fans and the coaching staff and everyone's teammates, just everyone just bought into, eh? into it. And social media stuff, like that's just insane. Like I'm getting used to it now. I'm probably. Um, comfortable with it now but at the start I was just like I don't know what was going on and didn't know how to take it but I had no choice I sort of had to take it in my stride so that's crazy yeah, I'm just owning it do um that makes sense now when we're going through the Q&A's from the the um, clubhouse community there was a question that said brick or llama I was like what like <laughs> that makes yeah, sense yeah. but um, no you obviously said you'd played a bit of sevens um, I know you're well rounded you played a bit of Aussie rules footy as well league played every sport you could but We'll strip it back a little bit. Um, life growing up, obviously um, from New Zealand, two Kiwis here sitting here at the moment. But where'd you grow up? Um, family, where are they all from? Are they still over there? Um, and yeah, how'd you sort of get your way into the NRL? Yeah, so I, I was raised in a small town in um, Bay of Plenty in New Zealand, uh, Kowado. Uh, it's a pretty stock standard, um, small community, working class um, town, which is sometimes known in the public for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, well, I won't get too deep into that, but uh, it's a beautiful place. Um, it's home for me. Uh, I love growing up there. Um, to this day, some of my best mates, they're still there now. And obviously I'm looking forward to going back home um, soon. But uh, I was raised there. Uh, Mum's from the about an hour and a half way on the coast there, on the East Coast, and Dad's probably um, 30 minutes the other way. So... Um, all in all, pretty much local to the area and from from the region. And yeah, growing up there, it was um, real good. There's not really much opportunities um, for many people there, but in terms of like sports and that, but yeah, like like I said, um, it's made me who I am today and I'm proud to represent it. And um, 
on the wherever I get go or on the world stage and that. So um, growing up I was pretty good. Mum and dad, um, they had a they supported me and gave me a good upbringing and um, kept me out of the going down a different path, um, which sadly happens to others. But now I think their support and love got got me to where I am today. And to get here, I was playing um, club foot, uh, club rugby. Uh, just at the local rugby club in Tateko there, which is about 10 minutes drive from Kaurau. And um, from there, I got somehow seen at a tournament for sevens and then that turned into New Zealand sevens. And then... That story is a good one though. I want you to dive into that because... Which one's there? The, how you actually made the New Zealand seven side and like... Yeah. It's, that's like, I think you don't give yourself enough credit, but like you've, you've definitely gone the hard road. And yeah. I think, yeah, if you want to expand more on that, I think it's a... Or if I strip it back a little bit, just quickly, like I went to a boarding school. Um, when I was at high school, mum and dad wanted me to go to high school out of town and um, they thought boarding school would be good for me, I guess, at that age. And I went to Rotoro Boys High, which is a um, no, it's a really good high school and known for its rugby rugby team and academies and that. And I spent all my years there at boarding and um, never cracked on off the rugby. I probably did a bit better off the academic stuff, but... In terms of rugby, never played first 15, um, was benched, sometimes dropped from second 15. And no that was just the nature of it back then. Like, there's no, just, like I said, it's a competitive school and there was better rugby players at the time. And then um, obviously in New Zealand, a lot of people, their pathways usually go from high school straight into a system or a province there. So um, that didn't really happen for me. So I ended up moving back home after giving uni a crack, didn't really work out. So I moved back home to Colorado and I was just working. As a um, um, fire sprinkler fitter, and I was in apprenticeship with that, and had no clue how I got the job. Just one of my mates um, knew the boss and just got me there, got me a job there. Anyway, I was working and playing um, club rugby again, and um, it, there was a like an ad on Facebook going around for the sevens talent tournament kind of thing, and most of the names got put forward from like a provincial union for rugby, but you could actually apply. And my mum seen it and she was like, oh, well, no, you should give it a crack. And I had no confidence at the time. I was like, oh, and my, my time's passed. Now I'm happy playing grassroots. And anyway, mum just made a deal with mum. She wanted me to you know, um, put my name forward. And if it didn't work out, then just carry on what I'm doing. And I um, didn't hear back for a few months. And I thought, oh, you know, oh, that ship sailed. And then finally got an email saying I was selected. I was like, fuck, <laughs> I've done no training. <laughs> now, I've been working during the weeks, getting on the piss pretty much every weekend and just playing club footy. And um, So I, I rocked up to this tournament. I didn't want to go, but the only reason I went was because I was getting a week off work and <laughs> pretty keen to get some free kits. So I went. <laughs> um, did terrible in like the testing, like the fitness tests, the sprint, the gym. The only thing I did well was actually the, like the strength testing, but the running stuff I was, I was at the no, bottom of the picking order there and got to the tournament where we actually played and I actually did all right. And then from that, um, the New Zealand Sevens team were interested and I was selected as um, one of three um, male athletes that were um, to go on and train with the New Zealand men's team. So that's how I got story, to the yeah, Sevens, yeah. Mario, I didn't even know about So that. how from, you played Olympics, obviously. Yeah. How far from that time? Until the Olympics, was it? Yeah, what year was this? Was that, like, how many years later was that? Um, so this would have been at the end of 2018, I think, that tournament happened. And then I played the development uh, team the following year, March. And then I was invited to 
So the men's sevens team, I was invited to preseason training and then eventually signed after that at the end of 2019. So probably um, just under two years, maybe, yeah, from well, when I was crazy. signed to Olympics. Yeah, crazy from where you were when you're just working as a. It's, yeah, it's a bit weird because when I was in the men's team, like I was obviously still pretty raw and they were getting me up to speed and everything. And at the time, the Olympics was 2020, so like. I was probably out of contention for a spot, but then COVID happened and then it delayed the Olympics by a year. And then um, luckily that extra year, we were still training and whatnot and gave me time to develop. So COVID was sort of a blessing in disguise for me to um, develop more as a player. And then fortunately enough, I was selected in the 13 to go to Tokyo. Now That's a crazy. silver medalist, mm. Olympian. Yeah. You got you got a bit of ink tattooed on you there, I think. Is it on your forearm? Yeah, yeah forearm here. Probably yeah. can't see right now, but... Um, but yeah, like that's obviously not many people get to go to the Olympics and yep. there you are from being in the third 15 at high school to yeah. getting a silver medal at the Olympics. But you also had a story about that too. Like, yeah, you weren't, you didn't actually play in the final. Is that right? Uh, no. But you like to be a part of a team that's gone to the Olympics. Yeah. Like tell us about that experience. And I guess New Zealand's known for their rugby union and whatnot, but you were speaking about a few, I think the four years before, they didn't go too well at the Olympics and the pressure you guys had to go through to, I guess, build that side up and, and provide something for, for the nation and a silver medal. I know it's not gold, but mm. I think after sort of what they'd experienced the last Olympics, it was a massive achievement. So yeah, do you want to just dive into that? And I guess how special it is first to be at the Olympics and then yep. be a part of a team so successful. But um, yeah, also that period there that they were probably looking for New Zealand rugby to sort of bounce back and you're a part of that movement too. Yeah, so um, obviously first off, like the Olympics was like, this is all happening when um, COVID was like in its peak and still a lot of restrictions and rules, but um, the whole experience, man, was like crazy. Like even now, um, it's it's pretty cool to reflect on and the whole experience of it all and just the life in the village, like there's still a lot of rules in that, but you still like seeing NBA players, um, tennis stars. Crazy, yeah. um, no, didn't even realize at the time, but walk past the gold medalist for the 100 meters um, sprint. Uh, I think it was the Italian dude, but I had no clue who he was. But um, like you're just in this environment where it's just like the best of the best. And then you like sort of see like, you realize, especially with sports where it's like an individual sport, like these people are like de dedicated, like, their life for this moment where like for us, we, we got tournaments that we play throughout the season and every four years we go Olympics. So it was just different to see um, everyone else's or everyone, all the other athletes and mm -hmm. um, anyone stand out them. in particular that you met or got to. Yeah. Uh, like I was a basketball fan. So like I'll be walking past like Rudy Gobert and, the Gasol brothers and they're like huge, but they're like, <laughs> they're monsters. They eh? like, they just, everyone just stares at them through the, um, the food halls. The, like, is, is everyone ate in the same food hall? Yeah, or? there's one big food hall in the middle there. And obviously, like, there's a lot of rules. Like, we, we only pretty much got to see other athletes or mingle, um, with them when you go grab food or whatever. So, they used to be like looking around like this. And then probably the biggest, literally the biggest was, um, Yao Ming. <laughs> and he was the coach of the women's basketball team I think so biggest human I've ever seen like just can't even fathom like how someone could be like that tall but also like that big like he's just a, he's, pro he's the brick he's, he's the, the proper brick bro like 
He's a freaking light. Um, he's a pole. I, remember, I, remember, I sent a photo of him standing next to Shaq, and he's taller than Shaq. Yeah, yeah like, Shaq looks small, and, bro. and Shaq looks tiny to him. I was thinking, oh my god, how, how tall is he? I mean, there was one stage I still remember in my head. I think like Rudy Gobert was walking past, and like Rudy's a big man, like he's seven yeah. foot something. Yeah, and then Yao Ming like dwarfed him, and it's like it's just yeah, it's you crazy. had to be this here, but um. He's a tough man to get a photo of. He doesn't do photos. Like you try to like go up to him, hey, and he's just like just ignores you. And, Who yell? Yeah. You can probably take it from a couple hundred yeah. meters away. That's yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was doing. I was just videoing from like my balcony of the village there. Just like fuck. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, like uh, even it was a bit weird. Um, obviously these still a little bit of feeling there, like you don't get the full experience with um no, we didn't play in front of a crowd. Um, you weren't able to go out and like watch um, your other countrymen perform or mm-hmm. compete. So like a lot of the supporting we did for other athletes, um, New Zealand athletes was just in the lobby of our village and um, it was a bit weird like that, but um, all in all the experience was unreal. Um, yeah, and then just obviously your other Christians like how it was four years, like the yeah, pressure and that, yeah. like I was pretty young and naive, like I don't really, I was just stoked to be there, but I think it caught up to me with some of the older boys who had um, competed at the Rio Olympics, uh, who obviously they would have liked to have done better than what they did, but that wasn't the case. And um, I guess for some, like some respect for some of those players, like this was their last opportunity to give, uh, they have a crack at Olympic gold. And once that feeling started settling in, like pressure was there, like you wanted to perform obviously for yourself and your country, but then you wanted to like, play well for your teammates who is potentially like their last chance so um, the pressure was real like uh, but we were lucky to have like pretty good leaders in our team in terms of our captains and pretty experienced players who have been there and like, we just kept talking about one game at a time you, know, you want to think about the gold medal match you want to think about like Fiji and that who was red hot but at the same time we had to get through our get through our pool and it's pretty ruthless. Um, no sevens tournaments. Like you only get the one opportunity once you get through pool play. Like you can't really. There's no margin for error. And like our boys played unreal throughout that tournament. And then, um, unfortunately, I wasn't named in the twelve to play Fiji in the final. But it was pretty much me and one of the senior boys who was probably playing at his last uh, Olympic game. So for me, I was sweet. You know, I was. I was happy to be there and be a part of the team and it was funny I was the 13th man so I was in the grandstand and the 13th man for um, Fiji was Semi oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah big Semi there and I was looking at him I was like what so um, yeah obviously it was good for the boys um, the feeling in the locker room after that final was pretty um, it's pretty heartbreaking to be honest and we probably spent a good hour or so um, just in our locker room we just sort of all got around each other and especially the older boys and I think it made us tighter as a group and, you know, you build some pretty um, special relationships uh, from those kind of memories and experiences. So then what your, obviously, it's a crazy story how you've gone from not being in a, I guess you're in third 15 and then going into Olympic seven squad and then now you're playing the NRL and I think it was your top try scorer this year up there. But um, what was that little journey in between the sevens and the storm like and, and how'd that story come about? How'd you get approached? And I guess what were your first feelings when the storm come looking at you? 
Yeah, so um, obviously after the Olympics, I was I was hope, hoping to go down um, the rugby union path in the 15s game. I was hoping to get a gig or opportunity there. And I let my agent know about it. And um, yeah, we got a few comeback, but then he was like, oh, I'm going to put your footage out to some league clubs. So, And then we got a, a couple of interests from a couple of clubs and then Storm came up. And uh, this was after our um, final hit out before the Olympics and you know, um, the pre-tournament uh, trial. And um, when I heard the Storm was interested, I was like, like what? <laughs> and then I told him, I was like, well, I'm not going to talk to anyone until the Olympics is done. Like I need to focus on this. And then once I come back home and have a bit of time, then I'll you know, sit down and think about it. And, um, after the Olympics, come back home and had a Zoom call with uh, Frank and um, Craig and uh, Paul Bunn. And um, it's pretty scary, to be honest, because all I've seen of Craig is just him spraying people in the, in the coach's box. <laughs> He's an angry man. Losing it. So I was like, I didn't know what to expect, but it was really good um, to sit down and talk. And we didn't actually talk too much about footy. Um, obviously, they wanted to know a bit, about, bit more about me and my family and sort of my um, you know, where I come from and whatnot. So sort of get that side of, um, see that side of him was like kind of uh, good. And um, I think there in that Zoom call, um, he pretty much told me that they believed I could be an NRL player and they could help me you know, um, play NRL. And when you hear that coming from like Craig, um, he gave me a lot of confidence to sort of put pen to paper. And um, it took me probably a solid month to you know, uh, do that because I was, either that or re-sign off sevens again and you know, I think I was due for a change and um, I was interested by the challenge you know I've watched league growing up but I never never thought in my life that I'll have opportunity to play NRL so at the end of the day it was too too good of opportunity to turn down and then once it got here in the first month of preseason, <laughs> I was just Regret. wondering like what the <laughs> what am I doing here right? like, I, need to, I need to go back <laughs> I had to sell life I think I'll up here, like. <laughs> <laughs> With that too, um, you obviously would have lived with your mum and dad in New Zealand when you were playing rugby sevens. Like, how was it transitioning moving to Melbourne on your own? Like, I know your mum and dad obviously still live in New Zealand, yeah. and they come over every now and then. But obviously, coming down, not knowing what Melbourne's like, like, how did you transition and going over? It's obviously you spoke about a month of preseason. How did you go living on your own, or um, how did you cope? Like, you would have been thinking far out. I want to go back home, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, when I was sevens, I was we were based in a town called Tauranga, which was only fifty minutes from home, like my hometown where mum and dad live. So I was flatting there, but every week and I'll usually come back home, whatever. And um Yeah, I was definitely nervous about moving to Australia. Like obviously don't really have any I'd got no family in Melbourne and don't know anyone and um I was sort of going out on my own. But I think more so it was probably harder for my family to yep. um accept that, I guess. And Especially my mum, she's a bit of a stressor sometimes. Yes. But uh, um, yeah, it was hard for them as well to sort of let me uh, um, uh, take on this challenge and opportunity. And like I said, I come here with no family. I uh, didn't know anyone, but uh, I sort of just jumped in head first. Really, I was like, oh no, I'll back myself. And then yeah, probably after a couple months here, obviously COVID's still happening, so there's still the uncertainty of the borders and that. And actually, a funny thing, like it was actually. A, Dramas trying to get me over from New Zealand to Melbourne. I had to jump on like a charter flight that was meant for the Breakers in Wellington, Phoenix. So, oh no way! Um, that was the only flights going to Melbourne at the time. So, um, once I got here, um, I settled in pretty quick. I remember Munster 
Manhe, uh, he reached out pretty much straight away once the news <laughs> broke out and was inviting me for dinner. I was just like, what the f-? And then Big Tui, he was like, no, welcome, brother. So, like, straight away I got, like, this um, no sense of, I guess, a little bit of belonging and felt comfortable. You know, these fellas are pretty welcoming. I um, haven't even met him yet, and he's invited me out for dinner. And um, once I met a few of the boys, you know, um, it's all pretty easy. You know you know how it is at the club. It's, uh, it's a great club. It's a family club. And, um, yeah, all the boys are in the same boat, really. And a lot of them are moving away from home to take on opportunity down here as well. Like you said, it's like I admire the challenge of being like, no, nah, I'm going to try something new. Like you were silver medalist at the Olympics. Like, yeah, you'd, a lot of people would be comfortable with that. But your challenge to, I guess, go play a different code, like what was the big driver behind that? Like were your parents big behind it or was it more just that's just how you are and you're willing to take on that challenge? Yeah, I think my parents were excited and scared by it, to be honest. Um, they were like, well, this is exciting. Like, I remember watching um, you know, a couple of your fellas' games and then, I was thinking like I could be going to this club and then my parents were like sharing their excitement with me and then at the same time they were pretty scared. They were like, well, this is a big, um, a huge step in, I guess, my personal life, moving to Australia away from home and then also my career. Like I probably just established myself as a rugby sevens player and then now I'm going to try to give league a crack and I'm going to start from the bottom again and there's no um, there's no promises, you know, um, you know, we think I could be an NRL player, but the reality is we don't know until I give it a crack. So the uncertainty was pretty scary. And um, now especially during that preseason, like, yeah, I was confident in my abilities, but it was probably taking a bit longer for me to adjust to a few things and it showed and um, it really tested, I guess, my own belief, but also like my patience because I'm a pretty competitive person and you know, some things take time, but like, Oh, yeah. Well, like you said, like it didn't all happen for you straight away. Like you had a year in the Cup, Queensland Cup and got to sort of apply your trade there. But like how tough was that year? Um, obviously, a lot of the, we've all done it traveling, but um, I guess you've moved to a, Australia, you've moved to Melbourne, you train all week in Melbourne and you're flying up to the Sunshine Coast, which I'm sure you enjoy and you've got a few stories yeah. about that. But um, yeah, how was your time in Queensland Cup and, and did that teach you a lot that you've like this year's been one of the great rookie years from someone we've seen in the storm and I know you, how hard you work and we've spoken about on this podcast before about like after a good performance, it's not just a fluke because you're practicing this week in, week out and we spoke about the Roosters game and we'll touch on that but um, yeah, that journey I guess in Queensland Cup and, and that year to sort of develop your craft and how much has that helped now to put you in this position, you reckon? Yeah, it was, it was needed. Um, uh, I think it was good for me um, just playing Q Cup. Um, I remember the Bowser before the Warriors trial, he said he was going to send me up for the Falcons trial, and I'm like, this is probably the most nervous I've ever been eh, before a game. <laughs> I was rattled. Um, it was my first league game in years since playing like just grassroots footy back home, like in 2017 or 16 or something. So, um, yeah, that year in Q Cup, like the same thing. Like the Falcons boys, they're a great bunch, and um, they really sort of. It's one thing, like, you know, the Storm boys coming back and joining the squad, but, like, getting a Storm player that has zero experience, um, getting chucked in the fold, uh, they really took me under their wing as well. And I learned a lot off those boys as well and, and the coaching staff there. So um, just to get a bit of game time and, I guess, play consistent footy uh, helped me in my development. And then, you know, throughout the season, I started to get a bit more confidence and develop my game. And um, by the end of it, 
no, I was probably, you know, maybe I was frustrated I didn't get a debut, but at the same time, as I look back now, I think it's probably a good thing. Um, I don't think I was probably ready for the first grade yet and I still had a lot of um, learning to do and that, that Q Cup season um, set me up for you know, um, uh, you know, a decent pre-season, I guess, heading into this year. Yeah. Did um, Was there a game that stood out to you at all in Q Cup where you sort of felt, I'm comfortable doing this now or was it only sort of, I know many people moments sort of when they're playing NRL, they feel comfortable. But for someone who's just come over um, playing rugby league for the first time, it's like, was there that moment where you went, I'm comfortable playing this now or you sort of... Um, I guess Queensland Cup, like, yeah, it's tough because it's not what you... Yeah. You want to play NRL or well, not, I, I but... wouldn't say it was a game where I felt uncomfortable. There was probably some performances where, I, you know, I probably doubted myself a bit, but um, I remember one game afterwards where I, I think it was we played the Mackay Cutters and it was probably, like, my best, like, individual performance rugby league and you know, um, after that game I think I had a sense of I was like man I'm, you know, I think I'm getting better at this and you know, I realised what I guess I was capable of and um, then I think I got injured like a couple of weeks later so then that <laughs> went back down <laughs> but um, yeah I think there's a couple of games there but uh, you know the club you know there's always things to work on and get better at and um, you know, I think there was a stage in the season where I wasn't trying to like worry about you know, trying to get a debut or something like that um, I was just sort of enjoying playing rugby league and uh, I was just trying to get better in my own game and whatever was ha- happened happened so I think my mindset got a lot better towards the back end of that season that showed off my footy and then obviously you do a fair bit of side on the mental game I know that and you love your reading and you're sort of into that side of things but um, do you think that's helped as well obviously we'll dive into you this year but I feel like you're someone who's done a lot of work in the background and like now you're sort of reaping the rewards of it. So you're going to a bit of that. No, you, yeah, like I said, you love your reading, you love your mental side of the game, and you've been through your own adversities. So um, yeah, it's yeah, I'll probably I don't know. I think as I got a little bit older, um, no, I'm an old rookie. So as I got a little bit older, I figured out no, I um, need a bit of balance in life, and um, I can be a strict stressor sometimes you know if, if, if I'm not performing well and that and I need things to sort of take my mind away um, from rugby league clear the head and you know, I'd sometimes do a bit of reading or a couple of the boys would go for a fish or something or cast <laughs> don't catch favorite, much what's but, your favourite book? Uh, favourite book I've read so far is probably I've, I've enjoyed Green Lights from Matthew McConaughey yeah right um, I wouldn't say I've got too many favourite books no, I've read a few Like I've read a mix of like financial and self-help and fiction and that but um, yeah I, try, I don't know I've tried to find things that help me clear my head and hobbies and that I guess I think not just for rugby league but just in life in general eh? like don't want to get caught up too much with the pressure and expectations and that so and obviously you spoke about that but it's probably a bit hard to think about now but life after footy is that something you'd be passionate about as well or you got something lined up in the works no it's probably something that's scaring me now to be honest um <laughs> Or there's always been someone who's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it this year or no, I'll do this and that. But like <laughs> now I'm like, Fah. I need to uh, start getting a few things in place there. But um, I've got a couple of ideas um, that I want to sit down and speak with uh, good old mate BP. Oh, yeah? With, but um, yeah. whether that's studying He'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you studying or anything at the moment? Um, you... No studying at the moment. No. So I've always 
when I first came on this journey, my main priority was just to play. Um, obviously, first grade, and then this season was my first taste of NRL, so I wanted to, um, I guess, to get a bit of experience and see what the NRL season's about. And then now, I guess, I've got a bit of you know, understanding now of what that looks like. I can probably start working on these things on the side. All right, now we'll dive into 2023 because, like I said, it's probably one of the more impressive rookie years we've ever seen from someone. And you had some massive moments this year, but um, yeah, first of all, congratulations. It's like we said, we've seen the hard work you've put in and now to come out here, it's it's no surprise to any of us that the year you had, but um, I'm sure within yourself, you'd be stoked. But is there, I guess, yeah, is there anything you stands out to you this year that you're, you're real happy with or um, I guess just sum up the year in general of sort of how you think you went, um, who helped you, what lessons I reckon you, uh, you'd taken along the way that really helped now? Yeah, just... I know reflecting on the season, like I've probably been able to do that on the last couple of days because last week was a write-off, like you just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> got my wits back, uh, uh, wits back about me. But um, yeah, like the season's been massive. Like it's made me realise, you know, how long the season is and how important um, being able to compete at a high level week in, week out is. Um, obviously coming from sevens, a whole different you know, layout of games and structure and that. So this was a huge learning curve for me. Um, uh, moment that stand out is still my debut. Like, um, I think that stands out for me because when I come here, like I was sort of, you know, it was it was on me. Like I was backing myself to become an NRL player, and there was some dark times last year where I was like, you know, I've messed up here, and you now I probably ruined my career or rugby <laughs> career or whatever. But um, you no, know, started this season, I'm um, getting my debut jersey, playing that game. That sort of, uh, um. Just made it all worth it, you know, all that hard work you sort of you know pays off. So that's a cool moment. Um playing the Sharks. I can't remember what round it was, but it was parents' weekend and my grandmother actually made the trip across. So oh, no way. playing in front of her and now she's a big storm supporter. And a brick. <laughs> yeah, OG brick there. Um, <laughs> so like those two moments are pretty special. And then obviously at the end of the season, um with that prelim, like um, that moment at the end of the game there against the Roosters, like probably I've never experienced like that high of like <laughs> celebration and the how loud it was and the way all the boys reacted. Like that was the first time I've experienced anything like that. So I reckon I'll remember that for a pretty long time. Yeah, I know we gave Munster a bit of stick for that, um, that game there. But like, I think we spoke about after it, like how impressive that was to actually, like people don't, like nah, I guess don't. if you play AFL footy and, you practice it all the time. Yeah. You probably—it's not that hard, but it's not easy. It's, it's not, not an easy thing to do to grab the ball at that and not bobble it and score the try. So, in your rookie year too, like there was times throughout this year, I was like, "It's not your rookie. Like, <coughs> you've been here for years, you know." Sure. But like you said, the hard work you put in, and even with some of the tries this year, like, I didn't expect you to get in, in certain positions to score. And I was like, "Far out! This is your first year. How good!" Like you're playing like a veteran, but hopefully we can. I'm just glad you come to us, and um, hopefully. We can see some brick next year, like like this year. It'll be exciting to watch. <laughs> brick Nation. The brick Is that, Nation. Brick Nation. Do you There's have any <coughs> yeah, plenty of Brick Nation, plenty of bricks in the chat. Um, goals going forward. Are you got anything sort of lined up that you really want to do or uh, it's just sort of still pretty open? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, especially after the, I guess the way our season ended and like realising how close we are, I'd love to be a part of the team, um, be a part of this team and hopefully win a premiership like... I think a lot of the boys are the same. So, like, just realizing how close we were and 
the fact that uh, we had an opportunity to do it, like I'd love to hopefully one day um, win a premiership and then um, I'd love to represent my country one day and also um, wear the Māori All-Stars jersey. I think that's pretty close to me and they'll mean a lot to my family and where I come from, like that jersey. I think some people don't realise how significant it is and yeah, those are, those are a few of, the, few of the goals I've got. I don't think those goals are too far away, mate, to yeah. be honest. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll be playing for the, your country and, um, and I'm pretty sure we could be holding the trophy in the years to come if you keep staying here. Mm. As I say, there's Kiwi selection's coming up too, so fingers crossed for you there, mate. Yeah, good um, luck. We think you've done enough this year, so hopefully you go well with that. Same with Husey. I think uh, Man yesterday got announced too that you're in the Australian squad, so congratulations. Mm. Thanks, boys. Big fans. Congrats to Harry Grant as well. Uh, long, long time listener. Arrogant. Harry Grant. But um, yeah, obviously, man, it's massive achievement, mate. So congratulations again. I know Thank you were you. saying all year how humble you are and you, if you get picked, but I'm sure it was always going to be an easy decision for now. But um, yeah, congratulations how you feel and uh, when's all that kicking off? Yeah, I got the phone call this morning at 9.30 just before obviously the team was announced at 10. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I was a bit shocked, honestly. Uh, I didn't have the greatest year that I've had in previous years, but um, lucky enough, Mel's loyal um, and decided to stick with me. So got to pay that loyalty back and hopefully play some good games against Samoa and New Zealand. Um, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we can go well. But yeah, no, it was good. Um, pretty excited to get in camp go Friday um, and obviously play against Samoa. In Townsville, um, have the camp in early um, and then go from there and have the week off um, and uh, hopefully yeah, get, re- get myself ready to go and hopefully play well against Samoa to play against hopefully Husey and we'll get picked and um, yeah, it'd be good to play against some teammates. Are you going after heads? Are you going after them or what? I played against Husey in the World Cup. <laughs> and it was funny. I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop smiling and laughing at him. He's on the same side. Yeah, yeah on the same side. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be interesting. because It's fucking you know, weird. Man. It was weird. It's so, so weird, man. So, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully be throwing a little bit of brick chat at him if he will gets picked or if Husey's there, I might be getting out there old sausage dog chat. <laughs> was Husey going after you in the hucker there? For the game, was he? Nah, nah, I remember nah. looking at him, bro, and I was just like, <laughs> I can't do this, bro. I'm not, I, if I'm being serious with this guy, I'm going to laugh and then it's going to make it look shit yeah, by me. Yeah. So I just stayed away from him. Bro. I was just you, like looking elsewhere. Where do you try, like, do you try to pick someone out when you do the hucker or are you, uh, what do you? Uh, nah, not me. I, nah. I, I try like look at different people because I reckon like <laughs> I, I'm not that fierce to get, look at some guy. <laughs> like they're not going to get things by me. They're not going to be intimidated by me. So I let the big boys go up the front and then I just just do the stairs from the back. <laughs> <laughs> but if Brick was, hey, if Brick does a hucker, he'll be up the front. Brick's he's, gone up the front. He's a hucker man. He loves he's, it. I was playing out day when I do it. He's a scary time and place. Save it for uh, hopefully when he's uh, in the Kiwi team. But um, <laughs> I guess we will talk a bit of footy now. Um, both grand finals are on this weekend. Um, obviously NRL and AFL. We'll start with the NRL. Um, three grand finals. We all have our predictions for. Um, but straight off the bat, Husey. Yeah, well, you were close. Hey? You were really close. Yeah. You predicted Penrith to win by two. Um, but yeah, let's speak of that. That's, That's crazy. One of the great mm. grand finals. To be honest, I turned it off. Yeah, so yeah. did I. When it was 24-8. Bro, mm. I went the opposite <laughs> way. So I, I didn't watch it at all until I um, checked the score and it was 24-8, was it? Yeah. So I put it on then. I think it was like the 60th minute mark and then Clary turned it on and just turned the whole game on its head. And oh, I was just like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I watching, bro? This is crazy. <laughs> like it, when I checked the score, I was like, holy shit, Broncos are like, they're killing it. Chucked it on. 
And then Cleary just went off his head, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? That was crazy. So I reckon I caught Polly the best bit. Yeah. Although I think I watched a couple of highlights, and Mam's tries are pretty crazy too. So yeah. I probably would have wanted, wanted, I wanted to watch those live, but I reckon I got the best bit the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I turned it off with you, Paps. I turned it off at 24 8. I, I missed a couple of the, like how hey, they got the tries, but then obviously they watched the replays, and I was going, all right, there's my man's going to get Clivey here. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then obviously, like you just spoke about, Nathan just turned it on and just flipped the game on its head. Um, obviously, Crichton's try was massive as well. Mm. To set, they obviously started it, um, but yeah, he's just put on a clinic. Um, it's probably one of the best performances in 20 minutes you'll probably ever see in rugby league and deserve the accolades that he gets now. Like, three Pete, like, yeah. no one's done it since Parramatta Eels, and um, yeah. everyone's envy and jealous and, of them all, and, I'm, and, I'm, and rightly so. We've obviously been there to win comps and um, the feeling that you get. Um, so imagine winning three in a row, like, they'll be on cloud nine. Especially and, like that, too. Like, I think that's the biggest comeback in a. Grand final. I think the last one was Storm, 99, I think. Yeah. Oh, the really? first premiership. Yeah, yeah they're down 16-0, I think. Yeah. So that's a massive – that's just yeah, – crazy. crazy. Shows it's crazy. And they must have been tied because the referee put his whistle away. Like, yeah. couldn't imagine how gassed they would have been. Yeah. Like, you look at some of the teams or like, some of the players, some of the things that they're doing that they would never do in a normal game, you know? Nah. The first half was, like, immense. Like, for them to only be down 8-6 the Broncos, mm. that's why, like, when I was 24-8 and they were up, I was like, like, they're – they couldn't have played any worse in the first half, yeah. and they're within two. Yeah, they're now they're ahead. Like, they can't and lose. Just, yeah, <laughs> literally, the old early crow, but crazy scene. Shout out to Nathan Cleary. That was a special, yeah, we'll special game. So we'll go down as one of, of the great grand finals. Great grand finals. One of the great best players that's played the game. Rockies got him back in the game too. Penrith Rockies, so just yeah. Moses. Leota was great. They were just <laughs> running hard as, bro. He's solid, man. Like, far out. Like, he just shows how much force he's got. Like, yeah, they just. But you can say the Bronx Bronx going to be a good team for a long oh. time. They're young guys. Yeah, if they young. can keep that young core group yeah. together, they're going to be they're going to be pretty dangerous. Yeah, yes. bloody oath. So your prediction here is he obviously yeah. got a I lot think of people I was, talking. Was two points two off. Point. No, you got it. Oh, like he's in exactly. Score? Yeah, no, I think no, I was yeah. like yeah, it was 24, 22, 22. But you said twenty six, twenty four. Oh, did I? Yeah, so I was just yeah, off. That's like crazy that. though. But um, imagine jumping on I'd buy two. That would have been paying a lot. I was talking to someone yesterday. Pen were paying thirty three dollars. During the game. At live 60 bet. minutes, live, live bet, bet $33. Wow. I think Cleary Live was $67 to win the Clivey. Yeah. No way. $67, <laughs> bro. There Crazy. you go, eh? Never out. But a um, yeah. few people have been in the comments, obviously pretty impressed by your prediction. We've got a little task for you this week, mm. and it's going to involve predicting the Powerball. Oh, bro. So, put this pressure so on like numbers, seven numbers as well. Seven and numbers. Play, and you play seven, like you, it's it's an omen. It's an omen. We will put this on ourselves, but seven numbers between one and 35, and then you're going to have a Powerball number. So essentially eight numbers. Fire away. Is that actually Powerball? Is that yep. how you do it? Yep. Sounds like, is that Kino as well? Nah, Kino's nah. heaps of numbers. Kino's right? 80, I think, <laughs> isn't it? I need seven numbers between one and 35, and then we're going to have another number for the Powerball. All right. So this is not going to win, but. Not hey, with that attitude. Hey, if you, if you, I'm going to jump on it. I'm telling you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go seven then. Seven yeah. and eight. Seven and eight. Uh, 24. Yep. 22. That's four numbers. Yep. 15. Yep. Um, Two more. 35. Is it? Is it actually it? looks like winning Powerball numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, imagine. I'm going to go. How many do I got left? One, one more and a Powerball number. Um, I'll go 29. I'll go 33. 
Three. Oh, I was hoping you'd go two because of the, the two points. And Brick, special guest, you're going to crack at this as well. Seven numbers between oh, one and 35 and a Powerball. 35. Um, I'll go two. Two. Oh. <laughs> He's taking the two. 13. Yep. 30. Yep. 24. 24. 20. 20. These are all numbers that mean something to me. So, How many more do I need? <laughs> two more and a Powerball. Yeah. 2, 13, 30, 24, 20. Something. We'll go 17. Yep. So we've got thought going into yeah, this. This is what we love. 10. 10 and your Powerball. Can I pick one of these or it has to be something nah, different? different. Uh, 33. Oh, same Powerball. Oh, is it the same? Oh, oh. let's go. That's a sign. There oh, we go. Oh, my God. Be a sign. It's I'm, a on sign. I'm jumping on. Give me both. Sign. Sign. Oh, all right. And uh, obviously other grand final games this Just weekend. Just on that too, though. If yeah. you win the Powerball, boys, if we get on it and it actually wins. Yeah, what are we doing? Are you, what are we doing? Are we retiring? Or are we're we... retiring. Depends how much it is, actually. We might no, not be able to. Win another premiership. Yeah. And then, and then we'll and go, retire. go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. Oh, we can go. We can, <laughs> go we, we can actually probably create our own island. Yeah. Yeah, we can go to our island. We'll create our own Let's do it. All right. Get your numbers in. Seven, eight, twenty-four, twenty-two, fifteen. And if you win on those numbers, um, you owe us. Too. Yeah, you owe us. Actually, maybe we should just change the numbers. So, like, if we do win, it's we're not yeah, sharing we're it with someone. Sharing. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, everyone's going to be on it. We're going to get a fucking. We only get a small portion. Before we had the potty, let's get on it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, we need to maybe just change one, do a second one. But other NRL grand finals, NRLW, G Titans were looking good for a oh, bit there. I thought they were oh, home. I thought they were home. To make up and turn it on, Knights oh. won that, so we were wrong with that. And the State Cup final, um, in the middle of the day, it was like 35 degrees. Yeah. Oh, I could boys. see some of the boys flustered and red, and yeah. I was thinking, oh. It's, that and we're talking about probably trying to change the game to midday or like so around 2 o'clock or something. Mm. Well, oh. They didn't have drink breaks because they didn't want to cut into – Grand like final, the entertainment and grand final. Yeah, right. So I think the trainers are allowed on. but Whenever. Whenever. But <laughs> crazy Every scenes. five minutes. <laughs> Um, so, like we said, Brick, we've uh, you've been probably the most requested um, guest to have on the podcast, mm, mm. and there were so many questions from the community, and we will go through them and ask them. But that's our little segment now: is a Q and A from the clubhouse. Oz American Aces. There's a lot, there's a lot of, few, a lot of questions. Honestly, so much. So we'll go through, um, and some of them I'm going to get us to all answer as well because there's some good ones in there. Yeah, but um, yeah, these will be some. Actually, before we jump Ooh. into that. Last week's love language. Oh. oh, just quietly. Did you boys do the thing I sent into your WhatsApp? Yeah, I did it. Yeah. So we we spoke about the love languages last week, and I know you're a single man, which you'll get to. But um, we were talking about love languages and what we sort of need and want. But I found a app, an app where you can find it out. So um, really? we've got our results up, and money's got his there, I think. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, we, uh, tell everyone what you're yeah so go through it because we had our guest last week um, so I'd love to hear what you actually got and then Brick will come to you and we'll also see what you think yours is yeah look boys I'm a bit of an all rounder um, which is surprised um, I'm a words of affirmation 27% quality time 23% physical touch 20% acts of service 20% and receiving gifts 10% I'm not a real big fan of gifts. But yeah, everything else. Yeah, yeah everything pretty else. much. Like 20% yeah. is pretty high. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. I'm so not a big fan it. of gifts. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, like if, so, if it's my birthday or something or Christmas, I'm not a 
You'll go get it if you need yeah, it, right? Yeah, I'll go. Like, if I need it, I'll go and buy it. But if, if for what someone, do you give someone that's got everything, though? No, right? no, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's why he doesn't like That's why he doesn't like gifts. That's why he doesn't like gifts. He's fucking got everything. If he needs it, he just gets it. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's true. That's very rich from both Are you familiar with the love languages? Not really. Nah. All right, so. So, read them out to you. So, words of affirmation. We're going to say what you need, what yep. you need to feel loved, right? right? Here we go. So the words of affirmation. So like obviously like be nice, like if you look like look like fit, like good or compliments. compliments. Yep. Quality time, physical touch, acts of service, um, and receiving gifts. Acts of service is obviously doing, going doing something for someone hmm. or you like someone going to do something for you. So like doing the washing or doing the dishes or. Yeah. Do go, something for your family or something. Yeah. yeah. Or do you just go out, like go on any way. Lover. Yeah, so for your lover. Like she might, you might wake up and she have a coffee for you, or, yeah. or okay. you might do that for her. So you pick. Like, what would you like to give out? What are you good at giving out? Or what do you like to receive? And there's there's probably two that stand out. We say there's two dominant ones. Yeah. So like, you don't have to put them in order. You can just pick your two that you'd like. I think. Was it was it words of affirmation? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like you saying to you, Mrs. Oh, you look beautiful. Yeah, today. like compliments. Oh, yeah, like, I think that's be pretty important. Like, yep. To give out. To give, to out. give out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're good at giving that out? It's work in progress, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't <Yeah>. say. <laughs> um, acts of service. Yep. I think. Yeah. Acts of service. Work no service I feel pretty. like those two just go together, right? Eh? Yeah, if you got yeah. that, then. I'm not really big on, I'll be the same as mine. Like, I'm not really big on gifts. Like, even if I got a gift, I wouldn't really. Yeah, right. Something I'm do, but I think those two. What's the other ones? Physical touch. Physical touch. touch. Quality time. Like, yeah. Oh, quality time. I think quality time would be pretty important. Yeah, so like yeah. physical touch, like holding hands in public, like yeah. you big hold hander or kissing in public. Well, not no one to hold hands with. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go on a date with a girl, just say you do. Are you holding her hand if you take her out? Was this like a first time date? Maybe second or third. Second or third. Um, well, I guess if you get a second or third, you're probably... Trying to get to that stage Just. of things and holding hands and so you would like to hold hands. So yeah, you, you don't mind like the a, physical so or the whole the hug around. Yeah. Do you pay for the bill if you're taking around on a date? For the second or third, I would. Uh, first, no, no first. First, no. Oh, oh, oh splitting okay. or her? Uh, it depends, really. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like first it should be like pretty like neutral. Are like you figuring yeah. each other out? What the vibes like? See if you got a bit of connection there, and if it's. Like there is, then if she's not in the techno music, are you not a fan? No, so I, I don't. Deal I, I, I'll listen. Deal breaker. No, it's not a deal breaker. <laughs> but I think they'll have to be accepting of like my music taste or allow me to yeah, enjoy yeah, my musical yeah. genres. Yeah, that's, or whatever. that's fair. That's for fun. sure. All right, we'll dive into the questions then. Man, you've got one there. Yeah, from Sheridan Luis. Um, do you miss playing sevens for New Zealand at all? Or do you miss the game at all? Um, After you got break out of year, obviously you're loving rugby league now. Do you miss sevens at all? Yeah, like I, I would say I miss the like I, I miss the team and and the boys like in a good way if that makes sense. Like it's not in a way where like I wish I was there, but like you no, know, you still you form some pretty good bonds mm -hmm. there, and you know, it was a good environment as well and great culture there. So you, know, you miss it in that sense, but um, I'm very happy and content with. Where I'm at and what I'm doing. We're pretty happy with you staying, mate. But uh, <laughs> I, I, it's a little bit different. Like you think about, you get to travel like heaps. Like yeah, you yeah, get to go different tournaments in America. 
The lifestyle like, is pretty. Like Italy, like, France, like all that kind of stuff. But we're we're just playing Australian rugby league. You know, you don't really move. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand your back probably concept as yeah, well. Yeah, lifestyle. Was, it was a good lifestyle. It was a pretty cool lifestyle in terms of travelling and that. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm happy with what I'm doing now. Mm. All right, I got one from uh, Vicky Marie. <laughs> it's very. Uh, <laughs> I see it's, a, it's a big topic uh, on this podcast. Scrunch or fold? <laughs> <laughs> I must be straight up. I'm a folder. Yeah, oh, good. Wow. I don't get how. Let's go. Oh, scrunch that's, it up, that's bro. That's a good pop. There's always scrunch a good man. Pop. I don't get how you can scrunch. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, Are you like X? Are you like. <laughs> no, it's easy. You just do a quick fold and then like. Yeah. Quick. Yeah, it takes a bit of time, though. That's folding. It around Too much. How are you folding it? <laughs> Grab it, scrunch, bang. That's <laughs> <laughs> too much time. You're missing areas of a scrunch. No, you're not. Toilet paper. You're missing areas. That's yeah. the best. All right, Yuzi, oh, far it's away. It's a two part question. There's been, uh, there's heaps of people that said it, so I'm not going to say who wrote, um, asked it. But are you single? Is the first part of the question. And the second is, what is your type? Oh, my life. Oh my life! If you got a type, you don't have yeah. to have a type. Um, but if you if you had to describe your perfect um, girl or date that you could go on go on a date with someone, what would that girl be? Uh oh, yes, I am single. Um, yeah, sure, everyone's clapping. <laughs> single and what's my type like? I want to say like it's not too much on the physical side of things. Like obviously, I'm an athletic person. I like someone that's maybe. In the athletic sense, or looks after themselves, or has a healthy lifestyle. But um, no, I, I'm I'm also like attracted to things like if they're pretty like quite independent. Like, I don't know why I just think that's if they can sort of look after themselves and they got a bit of purpose what they're doing and whatnot. Like they don't necessarily need need you. I kind of like you know, a woman that's independent and um, is quite family orientated. Um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. That's not, that's yeah. not Brick knows what he wants. He yeah. he's, Put he's, it out there. Go and get it. I think, like, I think a lot of girls are going to like that too. Mm, like someone might said. even start scrolling straight into your inbox. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another one for you. From HP Ham, one, two, three. Would you rather fart when someone laughs <laughs>, laughs or laugh hardcore when someone cries? Wait, what? Fart when someone laughs? Would you, would you rather <laughs> fart whenever someone laughs? Or laugh hardcore whenever someone cries. <laughs> oh, I think I'd have to fart. Oh, yeah, you have to. I reckon. Oh, I just be like, oh, sorry, it's a, it's a, it's a genetic thing. Man. Can't do much about it. Because uh, people are crying for like old. a bad reason, and you just yeah, start like laughing. If, if you're just laughing when someone's like crying, like a real bad or yeah, serious, like a serious. Yeah, yeah. You could just come up like, with, oh, I got a tummy. You were about to go anyway. You could pretend you were crying when you were laughing. You know, you could just like. Just oh, rub man. your eyes and laugh. Yeah. Um, I've so got one far. here. Not sure who this one is by, actually, but if you weren't signed by Melbourne, where do you think you'd be now? Oh, well. Um, what year is it? Jeez. 23. Would you finish up? You come down here 20... 20... End of 2021, I can't remember. Yeah. November. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'll probably... Well, hopefully I would have been still at sevens or something. Um, yeah. Like I said, there probably wasn't too much going on, so I'd like to think I was probably still at sevens, maybe. Yeah, right. Would you rather an Olympic gold medal or a premiership ring? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's very good. If you could only get one in your lifetime, what one would you pick? Mm. Uh, I'd say premiership, maybe. 
Ooh. It's probably easy to say because I've got a like I've got a silver medal, but I mean, oh, it's hard because Olympics only every four years and mm. to get there. But I feel like you got three opportunities to at least get a medal or a premiership. You know, the whole season, if you don't get first, you get nothing kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So very true, very true. I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm actually stumped. All mm. right, we'll move on to the quick fires now. Um, feel free to jump in, boys, if you want to answer these as well. Yeah, we got some here, but um, all right. First one, describe yourself in three words. What? Uh, positive? <laughs> yeah. Um, hardworking. Loyal. Done. Go to karaoke song. Don't Stop Believing. Oh, that's a good, good song. One. I like that. Yeah, Might come out. I don't know. Not, night or morning, morning person? Morning during the week, night on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Best chocolate in the favourites box. In the favourites box? Yeah. Mm. Oh. We'll all go around for this one, I reckon. Yeah. That will be different. Well, it used to be, um, I think, time out, but I don't, they don't do it anymore, so. No. No, scrapped. Yeah, scrapped. White so, chocolate. White chocolate. Was it Dream? Carmelo? Yep. Flake. Oh, up. Flake. Oh, we'd be good. Forgot about Flake. Yeah. We could just smash a box together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fire out. You yeah. Right. I reckon you're Cherry Rock. Yeah, you're Cherry Rock over there. Cherry Rock. Morrow. What's the yeah, Morrow? That's Morrow. the one I'm thinking of. Hey, can I go wrong for Morrow? <laughs> no, that's. Oh. Morrow, no. Anyway. Um, books what? or movies? Oof. I'll go movies. Okay. Movies. Yeah, movies. I'm going to go books. Yeah. I can't watch movies, eh? Really? Yeah. I love movies. At least with movies, you can share it with others. Like, yeah, 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 that's true. It's a, yeah. If you want to share. But yeah, but they, they, like, they can watch a movie and you can look at your book. Yeah, but like I only <laughs> read books. I can't read books that are, what's it called when it's not real? Fiction. Fiction. Mm. I can't read fiction books. Mm. Really? They have to be like, yeah. Like positive Autobiographies or like, proper. yeah. Put yeah, yeah, like, a reality. I like it. Um, all right. Call or text? Call. Text. Yeah, text. I hate calls. Yeah, I hate calls. Yeah, I'm oh, coming around to the call, but text for me at the moment. Oh. Um, left or right boot first? I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> I have no clue either. Yeah. I, think I'm, I think I'm left as well. I'm left. Yeah. Left. Um, dinner with two guests, dead or alive, who are they? Two guests. Two guests. Just two. You going to Fratellino's? Oh, Fratellino's. With Zave. In the, He's on another table. In the window. You get two guests, dead or alive, who would they be? Oh, Dua Lipa. <laughs> Straight <laughs> off the map, bro. I'm throwing it out there. Just, Dua Dua and Lipa then and Tui Kamikami. <laughs> bro, he's not invited. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might go with like, I've been sort of getting like a real interest for um, Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Nice. Kobe pretty, Bryant and Dua Lipa. Yeah. Um, weird. That's a weird setup actually now I think about it. Do you have an NFL team or NBA team? NBA. Who's that? I'll go Clippers. Clippers? Only because of Paul George. Yeah. Big PG-13 fan. Um, we've already answered this on, on previous podcasts. Do you watch your own highlights? <sighs> I've caught him. Hughes will answer this for you. He's already thrown me under the bus. I've caught him a couple of times on the bus. Yeah. I've caught him yeah, as well. I've caught him as well. Yeah, he see. sits behind me. Yeah, I look, I'm like, when I walk back on the bus, I can see his phone sideways. <laughs> back and forward on it. Yeah, but it's, it's not for like my own like... That's but, right, bro. Yeah. That's right. We all I watch my own highlights. highlights. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And how many times have you watched the Roosters try? <laughs> I think I asked him this actually. Probably, uh, honestly, I like I can't remember like because People I'm gonna be, I'm not, but a bit annoying. Honestly, I I couldn't remember the try itself. All I can remember after is like this 
the boys screaming in my face <laughs> and that. So I had to like just watch it and like comprehend what happened in that. But a lot. I won't take <laughs> so a figure out there. Yeah. Under over a hundred. No, it has to be under a hundred. You reckon? You reckon? I think you can. I, I think you can actually look at Instagram and see how many times you viewed it. <laughs> <laughs> Get thousand reaction. Um, what's your next tattoo? Oh, I've actually been thinking about this to be honest. Um, well, it's, it's I don't know. I think it would probably be something that represents my hometown where I come from. Um, got a couple of ideas, but yeah. Something okay. represents would you, home. Would you get one if you've got a premiership or if you played for your country in rugby league? If I if I want a premiership, I'll be trying to get one that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, there's no doubts, like yeah. And obviously, we've got a big one here. Um, it's probably the most important question. We know you like going out a fair bit. SB or Emerson? Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go Espy. It was my first love. That was the first my first, first night love. out. Of yeah, Marvel. it's hard to get away from your first yeah, love. That's fair enough. Actually, you were at the uh, California SB yesterday. Perhaps. <laughs> What's that? You were at California. Yeah, no, I was at SBS pumping? today. Was it nah, it was just good. It was like, like good vibe. Mm. I was just like, it's a good night. It's um, good, good weather. weather. Yeah. Sun doesn't go down to eight o'clock. Mm. Yeah, I just let's go have a feed. Mm. So I messaged a roomie and said, mm. come down. It's nice. a good thing about SBS the setting, eh? Like, yeah, where, where it is so, so good. good. Bro. Right on. It wasn't. Like, yeah, it wasn't too busy. Like all the tables were probably full, but it wasn't. Like, you just could walk up. Yeah, and get it wasn't. Yeah, stupid. Um, that that's the end of our quick fire questions. Do you what from the front or back? Oh yeah. The back. Up. Yeah. Mm, yuck. See? I don't around. get how you can wipe from the front. Oh, yeah. Let's like, pull them forward. <laughs> go. Uh, it's a Queensland. Uh, it's honestly a Queensland thing, uh, I reckon. No. Nah, what are you? Yeah. From the front. What? Yeah. It's always been since. Wait, that's, that's what you've been taught when you were a kid. a young buck. Do you remember getting taught? No, nah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, neither do I. Yeah, but neither. I just don't understand. I would have like, got the taught. Like, oh. I reckon I got, like it was on TV, like on like Play School or something. I watched it. I don't no, know. You would have got taught. Surely. Okay. Your parents would have taught you, and then you would have just done it the whole time. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> that's my old man's fault for teaching me, if that's the wrong way. Yeah, but I think it's the right way. I don't know. It can't be a wrong way. Nah. It's not job done. Yeah. As long as it's clean, I don't think it matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken eight episodes to figure it out, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's the right way. As long as it's clean. I guess we'll never yeah. know. Eh? I guess we'll never know. But um, no, just wanted to thank you for coming on, Brick. Um, we do appreciate it, mate. Um, like I said, it's an amazing story, crazy journey, and only the beginning of your NRL career. So, Just keen um, yeah, keen to see what more you've got, but we do appreciate you coming on. So, thank you. Thanks, Brick. Thanks, my bro. But uh, we've also got a massive giveaway now. We've brought in the Anzac jersey signed by the whole squad. Mm. Um, so, we do give a little giveaway here. Um, I don't even know what we're doing we're for do the it giveaway. Now. I think we're going to do it online. Do it online. Yeah. Yep. So, when this goes up, we'll probably do a, do a post we'll or tag up. a couple of people and. All that sort of stuff, and yeah, give that jersey away. Might even get them to put it in the chat about their best moment of the storm or best. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Come up with something. And good too. Good little mix. Obviously, Aussies and Kiwis. Anzac Day. What it's all about. Yep. And uh, it's a good jersey. Signed like by everyone too. So signed by the whole twenty twenty three squad. Um, but yeah, it's a little giveaway to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, we do appreciate it. Obviously. Eight episodes have gone so quick. Oh, so um, fast, we got through Crazy. a lot. Jesus. Um, but yeah, hopefully we've got another season of this next year. We'll see what happens. But yeah, thanks for the support. It does mean a lot. All the comments, we get a massive kick out of it. Gets mm. plenty of laughs. Um, we talk about it training all week, some of the stuff you guys say. So thank you for that. This on that too. If you've got any, sp- if anyone wants to sponsor the potty for next year, um, still in the works at the moment. But um, if you really like the potty and you just want to come on and jump on and sponsor us, um, obviously jump on Oz American Aces and 
give us a bit of a plug, guys, because we want to be doing it next year as well. Mm. And uh, uh, we do have a little gift here as well, Brick. I didn't bring it along with me, but it is a fifty dollars voucher to the SB. So oh, yeah. do some good things with it, brother. We know you are. Mm. We know you're a big fan of the place. Oh, we're all coming. So <laughs> yeah. oh, one beer one each. <laughs> A few oysters, <laughs> three or four oysters. Yeah. <laughs> Entry, espresso, espresso. But, no, we do, um, we do appreciate it. You can take one of your little dates there and just use the voucher. <laughs> Season one done. Let's, once again, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're trying to come back next year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, boys. It's been good fun. It's been real. It's been real a good, good chat. Enjoy your off season. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in the swing of things. Good luck with your rep stuff as well. Uh, I'm sure you guys will kill it. Do the storm proud. And um, yeah, see you back next year. Go. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Go, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to everyone that has tuned into the Clubhouse podcast. Please make sure you have hit the subscribe button on all our channels and also follow us on social media at Oz American Aces so that you don't miss out on any announcements. Catch you at the Clubhouse. Clubhouse.